You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastors Matt and Jessica Stahlbaum. Hey, welcome to Morning Breath, your drive time to devote to devotion. Sure to jumpstart your day. How are you guys doing today? I'm Matt, and this is Jessica. We're also rappers. <laughs> you actually can beatbox pretty well. Uh, not under pressure, though. <laughs> it's private beatboxing only. <laughs> actually, before your message recording the other day, you were beatboxing really well. Oh, it was impressive. You. I was impressed. So, welcome to Morning Breath, uh, your dr- 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 drive time devotion. Uh, This is the time where we just take one chapter of the Bible. We are in Proverbs and uh, actually starting the book of Proverbs today, chapter one, and we read it together. We read it with you. You follow along, and then we talk about what God is uh, speaking through it to us, share it with you, and we hope that you um, enjoy doing your devotions with us. If you're joining us for the first time, thanks for joining us. You can find out more info at our app, the East Coast app, or at our website, eccc.us. That's right. I did it all. Yeah, good job. So I've been making the morning breast schedule for, I think, three years now. And I have been, you know, we only have an actual show Monday through Thursday. And then I expanded the schedule so that you can use it as your reading plan for like your daily devotion, um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So Fridays and Saturdays, I think, I would do a proverb. So you people were reading them, maybe, sure. like if they were following the plan. Um, and then on Sunday, a psalm. But we've never really done a show with Proverbs. So I was like, why don't we do that this year, 2021? So that's what we're doing. We are going to go through the book of Proverbs together. And so Monday through Thursday, we'll be doing Proverbs 1 through th- one through 4, 5 through 8, on and on. And so if you stay with us, you'll get through the whole book of Proverbs as well in the next few weeks. So I'm excited about too. that. Proverbs is a, a book that I just wrote a few notes down to give people... Um, some background if they're not familiar with it, but it's written by King Solomon and a few others. They had some smaller portions in it. It was written around 950 BC with some other parts of it written around 720 BC. So this is like old, like dirt old. 3,900 years old. <laughs> yes. No, but 2,900 years old. But it's just <laughs> as applicable today. And that is what's crazy is you can read this book and you're like, how over 3,000 years ago, did these people know that this is our problem today in 2021? Like that is how applicable it is. Yeah. It's all about wisdom and it's all about common sense. Like I think we really lack that. And obviously they lacked that back then too. So we're in good company. Um, yeah. So another thing that I want to say is that if you are just getting into starting reading your Bible, a great way to commit to reading a chapter a day is by picking the Proverbs. And today's February 1st. So happy February. And it's a great day to start a new thing. Um, and you just read the proverb that is along with the day of the week of the month, right? So there's 30 or 31 days and this month, 28. So it really doesn't work out great. But so February 1st, you read Proverbs 1. February 2nd, Proverbs 2. February 3rd, Proverbs 3. And so on. Yeah. I think it's a great way to read your Bible. It is. That is a great way. I've done it before lots of times, yeah. actually. Yeah, read Proverbs a lot. So. Yeah. I want to also explain my shirt. If you're looking on YouTube on our video cast, it you're says French Mama. Frenchy Mama. And you see the little dog thing. So we have a French bulldog named Denver, <laughs> oh, who you've Lord. probably met. And now I love him so much. I have a shirt about him. Miracles. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a walking miracle. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, funny. Okay. So we're going to read Proverbs chapter one. It is a bit long. So I will read through. I'll stop at 17. All right. And you'll start at 18. Okay. Okay. Let's read. The Proverbs, truths, obscurely expressed maxims of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. 
to know skillful and godly wisdom and instruction, to discern and comprehend the words of understanding and insight, to receive instruction in wise behavior and the discipline of wise thoughtfulness, righteousness, justice, and integrity, that prudence, good judgment, and astute common sense may be given to the naive or inexperienced who are easily misled, and knowledge and discretion, intelligent discernment to the youth. The wise will hear and increase their learning, and the person of understanding will acquire wise counsel and the skill to steer his course wisely and lead others to the truth. To understand a proverb and a figure of speech or an enigma with its interpretation and the words of the wise and their riddles that require reflection. The reverent fear of the Lord, that is, worshiping Him and regarding Him as truly awesome, is the beginning and the preeminent part of knowledge, its starting point and its essence. But arrogant fools despise skillful and godly wisdom and instruction and self-discipline. My son, hear the instruction of your father and do not reject the teaching of your mother, for they are a garland of grace on your head and chains and ornaments of gold around your neck. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. If they say, come with us, let us lie in wait to shed blood. Let us ambush the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them alive like Sheol, the place of the dead, even whole as those who go down to the pit of death. We will find and take all kinds of precious possessions. We will fill our houses with spoil. Throw in your lot with us, they insist. We will all have one money bag in common. My son, do not walk on the road with them. Keep your foot far away from their path, for their feet run to evil and they hurry to shed blood. Indeed, it is useless to spread the baited net in the sight of any bird. All right. But they lie in wait for their own blood. They lurk secretly for their own lives. So are the ways of everyone who is greedy for gain. It takes away the life of its owners. Wisdom calls aloud outside. She raises her voice in the open squares. She cries out in the chief concourses. At the opening of the gates in the cities, she speaks her words. How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? For scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn at my rebuke. Surely I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you because I have called you and refused. And you refused. I have stretched out my hand and no one regarded because you disdained all my counsel and would have none of my rebuke. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your terror comes, when your terror comes like a storm and your destruction comes like a whirlwind. When distresses and anguish come upon you, then they will call on me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but they will not find me, because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would have none of my counsel and despised my every rebuke. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their own way and be filled to the full with their own fancies. For the turning away of the simple will slay them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. Whatever listens to me will dwell safely and will secure without fear of evil." Amen. Amen. Do you have one that jumped out to you? Yeah. Um, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And uh, it's kind of like a two-part. I'm going to kind of gloss over the first part, the fear of the Lord, and I'm going to jump into the second part. It's the beginning of knowledge. So let's just say the fear of God or the Lord is the beginning of knowledge at this point. And I I want to bring that up because I've just seen quite a bit lately uh, the sources of people's knowledge, uh, how they're, it's exposing 
the fallacy of information that they're getting, and mm-hmm. and we see it in all different ways. We see it in uh, biased news coverages. We see it in random YouTube videos. We see it in Facebook messages from who knows who about mm-hmm. who knows what about this, that, and the other thing. We we're following the wisdom of the world. We we follow it. Uh, we're following a politician. We're following you know a ideology, and because of that. Uh, we end up <laughs> despising wisdom and instruction. And when you have the fear of the Lord, this is actually the beginning of knowledge. And really, if you want to look at it like this, if you hear information, if you hear information, you basically then have this ability now to filter it through the knowledge of God. Um, and the fear of God, I'll jump into that, what that is a bit. It is not being afraid of God like you're afraid of his character, of his person. Um, you're not afraid he's going to smite you, almighty oh, smiter, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. You're not afraid of that. But um, there's a couple ways to look at it. But there is definitely a sense of fear and reverence and mm-hmm. honor in, about who he is and what he stands for. Mm-hmm. And there is another way to look at it, too. It's a proper placement of God in your life. Um, you, you know, when you go to the zoo, uh, you can get a foot away from a lion, uh, a male full-sized, you know, lion or a Bengal tiger that would literally like wipe you off the face of the earth if it wanted to, if it could touch you, but it can't because it's behind glass or it's behind, you know, bars, it's behind, you know, bars and a moat, right? So it can't get you because it's been put in a place that can contain that the ferocity and ferocity mm-hmm. of that animal, right? Mm-hmm. And so now where do we put God? So we don't just tuck God anywhere in our lives that we feel is appropriate. We put God in the proper place, and that is in the preeminent, in the center, at the top. Mm-hmm. Um, you can look at it as number one or look at it as right in the middle of everything. And when you put the Lord in the middle, it's that proper respect, that proper placement, that proper fear and reverence and honor of what he deserves. Now you have the King of Kings sitting on the throne of your heart, your mind, your soul, your emotions, your will. That's when you begin to get knowledge. That's when you begin to get true understanding. Until you do that, you, you will despise wisdom. You will find that you'll follow and fall into ideologies in the world that just, they die. They, you, you get to the end and it's like, well, that didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you want to be woke. Like, let's, let's go get woke. Let's wokeness and all this stuff and, and, and all the things that people are talking about in, in injustice and all this. And yeah, it's justice is very important. But at, at the end of the day, uh, you mentioned on the last show, you could be woke um, to certain social issues, but be uh, asleep to the Lord and not yeah. understand what the gospel is. And so, yeah, it really starts with the fear of God, putting him in his proper place. This begins knowledge in your life. I will say this too. Um, you want wisdom. Wisdom uh, in Proverbs, I've done a few studies on this. Wisdom is uh, a pictorial word. Okay, it, the Hebrew language is pictorial, and so there's always a picture, something that really can relate to the world word. And think of um, wisdom as uh, someone building a house with tools, and that tool is being used to build that house 
uh, thousands upon thousands upon thousands of time to build the house, to, to strike the nail or to cut the stone or to cut the wood, to, to whatever, to, to, you know, that stone is being used over and over and over. And that's what wisdom is. Wisdom is something that is used over mm-hmm. and over. You can't get wisdom instantly. Wisdom comes from usage over and 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 over. And that is literally what this word wisdom means. It means like to strike a tool to build a home that that many times to where you use that thousands of times to build one house. That's how you build wisdom. And so when you're gonna when you're thinking about the Lord and the fear of the Lord and gaining wisdom, it doesn't come instantly. It comes from putting putting the time in with yes. the Lord, uh, hiding the word of God in your heart, heart right? Yeah. Over and over, knowledge, repetition, understanding who God is, making mistakes, keep going, keep pressing, keep keep seeking, keep looking, and putting God first in that process. That's where wisdom actually comes from. That's really good. I wrote that verse down as well, verse seven, and in the Amplified translation, it always adds more description. So it says, the reverent fear of the Lord that is worshiping him and regarding him as truly awesome. So that is a way to look at it as well. And and then I wrote putting him in his proper place, like the fear of the Lord. And I want to go back to what you said about knowledge and like where people are getting their knowledge and information. Um, Anyone almost, anyone can have a platform right now. Like, and because of technology, because of these platforms, we have social media, because of YouTube, because of TikTok, like you can do something and it doesn't even have to be great. And it can catch, like, I don't know what it is, but it just catches. For instance, the baby shark song, baby shark, do, 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 do. And I'm so sorry that I just did that because that's going to be in your head now. That video, baby shark on YouTube has 7.6 billion views. Why? Like, why? Because you, you hand your child your phone and they watch it <laughs> over all day. and over. No, but seriously, like you know what I mean. The silliest, weirdest, craziest, most random things can catch on, and then it's almost like, oh, that has that many views. It must be true. If we're talking about someone like sharing a prophecy, quote unquote, or a word of knowledge or whatever, and it hasn't been tested. Like we prophesy in part, like what is the test of this person? Like you said in our last show last Monday, do we know them? Where are they from? What are, where are they? They're in their car and you can only see like this much of their face. Like what is happening? And we give these people this credibility credibility who don't deserve it. And it, we just have to be, I think, even more careful what we're allowing in. Like the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Well, speaking of, of fear, knowledge. you know, the main thing that's happening in, in, in a lot of these situations is they're pre- they're preying on your greatest fears. You know, that's how the news gets our attention. Uh, there's some pretty startling things about news and people and, and what they do. Um, about 60% of people only read the headline of the news oh, you've, article. You've preached about this before, and it is like shocking because it's scary. Um, and so they know that. And so they make headlines scary and intense so that you look at it and you pay attention to it. And you're like, oh my gosh, that's happening. And news in general is for profit. They're making billions of dollars. And so they're getting your attention by pricking your fears, your heart, and you go back because it's almost like, maybe I want to be afraid again. You know, it's like, what's going to happen now? And you go back to it and you go back to it. I'm not against news and information, but I am against news that is really just fear mongering. Mm -hmm. And so the word of God is going to be, hey, we're not afraid of the world. We're not afraid of, you know, 
this bad thing's going to happen. We have the fear of God in us. And so he's this sort of guiding line in the center of us that when we cross that, it's like, oh, that didn't feel very good. And we come back, oh, okay, that's not a good idea. That's really the the difference between the fear that the news uses mm-hmm. um, and the fear of the and Lord. And the fear of the Lord is, again, the reverence and having him in his proper place. And so I just wrote an example for you. It's a respect, too. That's another word that I think is really helpful. It's honor, when, respect. It's honor, respect, reverence. Awe, awe, A-W-E, and wonder. Um, but if for you and me as married couple, I when I have you in the proper place in my mind and I'm believing the best about you and I'm walking in respect towards you, I can receive from you. But if I have an ought against you or we're having heated discussions that aren't profitable, a.k.a. arguments or whatever, then I'm not going to be in a place to receive from you. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's having, that's an image of having God in the proper place in your life so that you're able to receive from him because you have respect for him. I think it's also too, when you have the fear of the Lord, you're accounting for his presence in your life and, you know, who he is in your decisions and who he is in, in your thinking and in your knowledge. You're going, man, is this like, is this something the Lord would be proud of or want me to do? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, am I just going out and doing this despite my relationship with God? Yeah, I agree. Uh, Verse 18 stuck out for me, and I feel like this is for someone. So if it is, take it, run with it. But verse 18, it says, But when these people set a trap for others, they lie in wait for their own blood. They set an ambush for their own lives and rush to their destruction. And I was listening to a podcast, this author named Lisa Turkhurst just wrote a book called Forgiving What You Can't Forget. So... um. Lisa Turkers, her first name is spelled L-Y-S-A, if you want to look her up. But I am I ordered the book, and I want to read it. It sounds amazing, and I've read her other stuff, and I really appreciate um, how much research and study of the word that she puts into her book, so I really do trust her. So I can recommend her book without having read it yet. But it, she talked in the podcast about consequence of sin and how we – for ourselves, we can we can look back at past sins, past mistakes we've made, and we know that there has been a consequence for that. Say it was um, fighting with your husband, with your wife, and uh, being in the wrong and standing in pride, and like it just went on and on and on. And like the consequence of that is it took forever for the argument to get over. It cost you a lot of emotional drama and heartache and trauma. And so there is a consequence to our actions, right? There's a consequence to sin. And that's what this verse is saying. These people, say you have we enemy, you, say you have an enemy, like who's a person who you would call an enemy, even though we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but say there's someone who's out to get you or you feel like they are. Well, if they are doing something that is wrong, that is sinful, they are setting a trap for themselves. Like in Psalms, it says that, Um, David is talking about his enemies that are coming against him. And he's like, God, help them fall into their own nets. You know, like they're setting a trap for you, but there's an actual consequence to sin. There's an actual um, judgment that will come against them. I'm not trying trying to be like dramatic here, but I'm just saying that we do not have to concern ourselves with revenge or vengeance. Vengeance is the Lord's. It's not our job to stand in judgment with people or to be like, wonder when is, when is it going to come for them? Like, I know they did something wrong and they just seem like they're just getting away. Like, I know that happens to people, but we don't have to concern ourselves with that at all. I think it's very freeing. Oh yeah. We can put, and again, that's putting God in his proper place. Absolutely. So that just stood out to me. 
I love it. it. It really can set you free from somebody who you think has it out for you. Yeah. Um, because if they do have it out for you, the Bible says that they're, they're actually waiting for their own blood and they're uh, lurking secretly for their own lives. And, uh, you know, the Word of God says that He gives His angels charge over you. And, you know, God is going to protect you in these situations. Um, and they are just on the wrong side of that. And as long as you stay on that side of yeah. like, okay, I'm not going to play that game. I'm not going to get into the revenge game, the bitterness and all that stuff. I'm going to release. I'm going to let go. It doesn't mean, you know, doesn't mean somebody wouldn't try to hurt you and you should be smart and you should always protect yourself and take care of your stuff and take care of your family, but you can trust that God's going to take care of you and uh, using wisdom as well, mm -hmm. you know, not putting God to a foolish test, just hanging out with people that hate you or anything, separating from them, but understanding God has got you. Yeah, it's good. Verse 23, really love too. It says, if you will turn and pay attention to my rebuke, behold, I, and this is wisdom speaking, will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. That's actually what we're doing right now. We are turning and paying attention to wisdom. And we are believing that wisdom is going to make his, Jesus' words known to us. And um, I had a friend who moved away and then they came back. And during that time that they were gone... Um, I s discovered SOAP, the way to read your Bible, SOAP. It's scripture, observation, application, prayer. And I started doing it really regularly. I started reading my Bible more than I've ever had in my life. But not only that, I started to actually apply it because the A of SOAP is application. And um, we just had coffee the other morning and she was just saying like how I am completely different. She was commenting on me about how I completely different. And I asked her what she meant. And she goes, well, you know the word now inside and out. You know, when you pray, you pray different differently. Like I can tell a difference. Like she had gone, I maybe had this transformation um, or the word transform me from the inside out. And then she could see a difference. And I was like, well, thank God. <laughs> thank God I'm not in the same place that I was five years ago. Thank God that what I have put into this is evident. Mm -hmm. You know, it was really encouraging. Um, and I'm just so thankful because really, yes, I have read the, the Bible more, but this book, when you read it and when you apply it to your life, it reads you. Like there is not many a morning that I open this book and I don't feel conviction. I don't feel like I need to be put in my place, but it is holy and it is right. And it doesn't bring the difference between conviction and condemnation. Conviction actually causes you to want to change and it's a good feeling um, it may be hard and a little painful, but it's that good pain. It's like when you work out, it's that good pain because you know something good is happening. Condemnation is that other side where you feel yucky and you could almost physically feel like yuck, like stomach, ugh, where the enemy is trying to condemn you and make you feel bad for doing wrong. Like it's very different, but the enemy tries to mask condemnation as conviction. It's not because the Lord is kind. It is his kindness that leads us to repentance. So you need to be able to ascertain the difference between the two um, and not let the enemy have a heyday with you. But the Lord does not let you stay in wrong thinking. And I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. Let me, let me throw an idea out there about conviction and condemnation. When you're a convicted crim criminal, you are guilty. Like, you've been charged guilty. You made a mistake, and you are guilty of that mistake. Condemnation, when you're a condemned criminal, now you're serving prison time, mm -hmm. okay? So punishment follows con uh, condemnation. Punishment doesn't follow conviction necessarily. Uh, you just are wrong. And so now you need to be corrected and put on a correct path, and that's what God does. The other thing I want to point out, and just personally in my life, I've read, for a season of my life especially, I, I did Proverbs every month for 
maybe a year. And as a young man, around 17, 18, 19, I just read Proverbs. It was what I did. And I, my old Bible, which doesn't work anymore, it's a, just a piece of junk. I got this nice new one <laughs> a few months ago. I love it. Um, maybe I actually got it last Christmas. I don't remember. I think it was last Christmas yeah. I got it. Um, it's a really nice Bible, nice sheepskin leather. It feels wonderful. <laughs> uh, but uh, my old Bible, I'd go to Proverbs and I'd see all these different pen colors that I had used over the years. And yeah. I was just like, man, that's an awesome scripture. I love that. And you know, now I'm starting to miss that. So I think mm-hmm. I might need to go ahead and do that again with Proverbs. I did that with Nehemiah the other day, and I've got all these really cool underlines in Nehemiah. And, uh, you know, I kind of missed that a little bit because, uh, you know, I read my Bible on my font phone a lot, mm-hmm. and I have tons of verses highlighted, tons and tons and tons and tons. And that's special too. I like that too. I love going back and seeing, you know, oh, I've, I, that verse meant something to me. But, you know, I just, I, I want to just tell you when I was younger, People had said, Matt, you're wise. Like, you've got a gift of wisdom. And, you know, I've taken spiritual gifts tests and they've said that, hey, you've got a spiritual gift of wisdom. I don't think I got it by accident. And I'm mm-hmm. not trying to be prideful or arrogant about a gift of wisdom. I'm not saying I'm special or anything. But uh, what I am saying is, I believe a lot of that came from reading Proverbs quite a bit. Well, if you did that for a year when you were 17, you would have read the entire book of Proverbs maybe up, up 12 to 12 times. times. I've probably done it more than that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That makes a difference. And I think it's made a difference in my life. And I would just encourage you to do the same. Yep. Let this inspire you to read the book of Proverbs, to get a little more wisdom in your life. And then you'll be able to make better decisions and have better understanding. But thanks for listening to Morning Breath. We really appreciate it. And we will see you next time. Bye. You are listening to the Morning Breath podcast from East Coast Christian Center. Please enjoy a word from our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Cocoa Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321-454-4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Download the Mezzanine Church app or visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. 
I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden, assisted living facility located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved ones are safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.